Welcome to Empowering Connections, a podcast by Connie Akins, a licensed professional counselor with a private practice to help you heal your personal and professional relationships through counseling advice, tips, and ideas. Empowering Connections will focus on healthy ways to improve these relationships, help you manage your stress, and attain a better sense of self-fulfillment. This interview was facilitated using a digital video conference call. As such, not all audio was perfectly recorded. We apologize for any inconvenience and know that we strive to bring you quality mental health topics, guests, and content through any limitations. Today I have a special guest and former colleague with me, Melvina Ford. Melvina is a fitness trainer, a coach, and practices holistic healing. Mel, tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Hello, everyone. Thank you for inviting me on, Connie. Um, It is a pleasure. Again, as uh, she said, I am a holistic healing coach. I am a life coach. I am a minister. Wow. I am (laughs) a fitness trainer. Kind of not doing the fitness training right now. Taking a break on that because I'm, you know, focus more on my master's right now and my doctorate. So I'm more on the metaphysical side of everything now, just trying to get more grounded into that. Um, but um, trying to keep it all together. But in the meantime, outside of doing my studies with the holistic and the training and coaching, I also work in a healthcare facility. So staying busy. Okay. Well, I want you to stay safe um, because right now we are going through the pandemic. Um, And I thought about uh, holistic healing. So Mm -hmm. today we are going to discuss Reiki as an alternative healing practice. And I don't know much about it, but I've heard that it helps some. And so, Melvina, I would like for you to tell us exactly what Reiki is. Wow. I'm actually glad you asked me about this because Reiki is something that I I had taken on, I want to say like, probably November, no, October last year, following getting my, uh, my bachelor's for my metaphysics. So Reiki is a form of energy healing. And I don't know what pulled me to it. I think I was reading a book or something. And I just like, what is that? What is that? And it wouldn't leave me alone. I just had to know. If you remember, I don't know if it was in where you'll see someone doing their hands like this, like, then all of a sudden you see them, you know, they're creating this light, this ball of light. So rubbing your hands together, mm-hmm. kind of like a ball almost? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I've seen it in the movies until I, I didn't understand what it was. I'm like, okay, that's cute in the movies because you don't understand what it is. But then when I start learning about it, it literally is a form of energy healing. And what it is, what we don't realize, a lot of people don't realize is our energy feeds off each other, but we also receive energy from the universe and a lot of people say you know you can call universe god you can call it source you know a lot of people have different names based on where their beliefs uh, are at the moment so you're pulling on this energy what's going on is you're trying to tap into that energy from the universe to help you become better and uh, a good example i can say is say for instance you're in the middle of a stressful situation and when you're in that stressful situation, your breathing becomes constricted. So you can't breathe as normal as you can in the blood flow. I mean, the um, airflow is not going through, you know. But then once you realize, okay, I can't breathe, 
all of a sudden your focus goes back to that breathing and you calm down and then the breathing once again resumes that's basically something just like um universal energy so if you're out of whack and you're not paying attention you don't realize it because you have a thousand things going on and your whole body is literally out of whack and you know when you're pretty much out of whack because you're dealing with a lot of stress and whatever and whatnot so what's going on is you want to try to get back to that peaceful place inside of you you know get back to that place where you can tune in to god or the universe to help you maintain a peaceful balance within so that's what Reiki pretty much is and it's to help you to get to that place where you can reach universal um the universe or god to give you what it is that you need to have a more stable life and to live peacefully and in harmony and not so out of you know out of balance okay uh so in other words Reiki involves the generation of positive energy flow i think that's what i heard you say and so some people get their their energy flow from faith uh practices i would say i probably get mine from there um meditative practices and just it sounds like overall positive vibes that you can get from the universe yes Yes, and you could even go so far, so far as to even if it, if I were to break it down even further. And I'm looking at the different belief systems. You mentioned meditation; mm-hmm. that's a form of Reiki. It's actually a part of meditation. Also, prayer. You know, because you're trying to hear from God to help you to maintain and you know receive information. So you can okay, I got this. Okay, thank you. You know, you know, you know how that goes when you're praying. You receive, and it helps you to stay calm and, and stay focused on what it is you're supposed to stay focused on so it's you're you're actually on it you hit it on the nail okay because i guess an example for me would be um it's been a couple of weeks now uh, my sibling was ill and i was sitting at the kitchen table and i was thinking about it and mm-hmm. i started to feel a sense of overwhelm and I immediately said, stop, mm-hmm. focus on the good, uh, pray. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, my energy immediately shifted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like Reiki, you know, whatever your practice is, faith, meditation, spirit, um, mm-hmm can help you to shift your energy into a more positive energy. Correct. So there's another part of it. It's also hands-on if you want it to be, because there are some type of techniques. If you go to a Reiki healer, okay. There are some things that they would, you know, to help you through it, the process, there are some hand movements. There's either laying on hands, even though you've heard laying on hands in church or something like that, or you can do where it's like, you're like in that energy, you're hovering over the person's, um, field of energy within their body and you're kind of like speaking energy into those areas okay so mm-hmm. I guess that goes to the question of what is what happens during a Reiki session so you mm-hmm. kind of mentioned the the laying on of hands is that like similar to a massage what what is that like it actually it is the most calming thing in the world Okay. Um, if you were to do laying on hands, basically they're just placing hands, placing the hands on a certain part of your body, 
And if we were to go, have you ever heard of the chakra point? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Basically, they're going towards those areas, like the crown. Okay. Third eye, the throat, the chest, you know, the sacral chakra, they're going all those areas. So they're either touching those areas very, very gently, and they'll do a little movement because there's a certain, and my one, the one that I practice, there are certain like movements for energy. There are certain movements for power and you're like writing that signal in the air. Okay. And then you're placing your hands either on the person's body or you're just hovering over it. And what you're doing is just, you're just sending that energy to that place. Okay. What happens initially before you even go into that, you do a scan. So the practitioner would do a scan of the body, the person's body, to see where the stress level is coming from based on those chakra areas. And then that'll help them to know what to do and what area to focus on more. Okay. So the body scan, it's not the type that people do in meditation where you relax a muscle, breathe, uh, tense a muscle, relax a muscle. This body scan... It's where the person is pretty much either sitting up or laying down, depending on, you know, how the practitioner has their setup going. And they're pretty much, it's like you're doing, you're taking your hands and you're moving it down the body. And you're going to either feel heat, you're going to feel tension or something, if that practitioner is really paying attention. And you're going to know there's some kind of quiver or something because you're going to feel it. And you're going to know something's not right with, say, your heart shock or your throat chakra. And it's it's amazing to feel it because I've done it myself. Okay. I've done it and like if I want to do a self scan, you can do it on yourself. Um or you can do it on others, you know, if you know what you're doing. Um but it's the most awesome feeling in the world to know that you can actually feel that tension. And then if you're looking at it, if you get to a certain chakra area, you'll know which chakra area it is to look up what that's about, what that in chakra that chakra entails, and you don't know what you're dealing with emotionally, physically, mentally for that person. Okay. So what type of training does one uh need to be certified in this practice? This type of training, it could go two different ways. And for me, I learned online um at the Udemy University. Now, these courses are te- technically, they're really expensive. They can go up to $200, $300. I was actually blessed to be able to get a discount from the instructor because right after she had my class, I trained with her. Then, you know, her cl- her prices went up. So she does discounts, I guess, it depends on what time of the year it is or whatever. But they can be from $300 and up. It just depends on who you go to. And you can do it online. You can do it in person because either way it goes, you're still going to get the training you need. It just depends on that person. Because if you do it in person, you're going to meet with the instructor themselves. You're going to get the hands-on training versus where I did. I did an online training, but I also have um, the instructor to go back to. But she also has these videos that she shows you exactly what to do, how to do it, step-by-step, word-for-word, and it's verbatim. I mean, it's very 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 easy to understand so you have something to go back to you have a booklet and in my perspective i look at it as the same thing i did with my physical fitness you have those who go to university to get a degree in physical fitness physical training 
you know, they're taking a four-year university course. And then you have someone who actually takes a shortcut way to do it and gets a certification a different way. Both of them are trainers. It's just one is doing it hands-on differently after they've got the paperwork, and then another one has done it initially while they were in school. Okay, very mm -hmm. good. So how many sessions would you say a person needs to feel they've improved their energy flow? I would say generally three to five treatments, you know, just to give a person ideas like, okay, they're not kind of, they're really not understanding it quite yet. You know, but after at least three to five sessions, you begin to feel the difference of what's going on with you, you know, whether, whether it's mentally, physically, or spiritually. So basically, what you would normally do is start off with at least three to five sessions for treatments, um, one to two weeks apart. And this is to kind of give the, um, the client a chance to understand what the session is about, because the first session is not going to be, they're not going to understand it. They're going to, you know, go through it. Some people may understand it, you know, if they studied up on it and they've looked into it, but most people, if they go into it initially, they're, gonna, they're not going to know what to look for because they're going to look to feel for something, and that's not always going to be the case. So after three to five weeks, you can stretch those sessions out to at least one month to six weeks apart, if that makes any sense. Okay. What are some benefits of practicing reiki both emotional physical or restorative what are some benefits well one is good for relaxation i noticed that myself it aids in the body's natural healing process um it's it helps with um your emotions um your mental and your spiritual it helps you to think clearer it helps you to cope with difficulties relieve a lot of your emotional stress and it just pretty much helps you with your overall well-being. You know, most of the times, a lot of people, we go from day to day without stopping. You know, the mind is always going, thinking, moving, and we never stop to take time out for ourselves, our self-healing. So Reiki is, for me, I would have to say clarification for a lot of things. It's a, it's a decompression, you know, it's a recharge. It's a, there's another word I'm looking for, but it cleanses your, it cleanses your psyche a lot when you're really tuning into it and you're really trying to get the healing that you're seeking. Even sometimes if you don't even know what you're literally seeking, you just know something doesn't feel right. It gives you that pathway to seek into it. I, I really believe that. Okay. So it sounds like it helps you to heal emotionally it sounds like it helps physically for you to heal it sounds like you get recharged or refreshed and those are some wonderful uh, benefits do you feel that reiki should be practiced with other therapeutic approaches i would it would depend on the practitioner initially if they feel and they believe that it was something that could be added. But personally, I believe that it can be something looked into. And I believe it would help some things such as um, ac acupuncturist. That's what it is. Um, a masseuse, a meditation chiropractors. I also believe that, say, for instance, someone is dealing in someone with counseling as far as like, um, 
the mental, you know, stress and whatever. You know how sometimes you have some people who will come into counseling and they're really just kind of, I think it would assist with helping them maintain that calmness. Now, I would say it's not going to cure anything, but I believe that if it's relaxed, if you're relaxed in your session from a Reiki, you know, or if the practitioner's doing both of them and they decide they want to add that in, I believe it would help with the session that they're initially there, they're actually there for because if anyone's stressed out, they're thinking too much, they're wound up, and it takes a lot out of the session to try to get them to calm down. Whereas if they're already calm, they'll be a little bit more open to talk about a lot of the things that, you know, they might be apprehensive to. Okay. So that kind of puts me in the mindset of practicing something mindful, staying present, uh, healing your energy, allowing maybe a client to gather their collective energy before Mm -hmm their therapy session perhaps yes yes i do believe that that would truly help okay and i don't know if there's like a lot of uh, reiki practitioners across america i was just kind of wondering about that i believe there are i i've read up on so many of them you know you probably don't hear a lot about it though because it's one of those new practices that people are still learning about actually it's not even new i don't believe because it's been it's been around for so long but it's you would consider it new because again not a lot of spiritual you know people talk about it it was it wasn't in the west for a long time they're just not bringing it over to the west you know and people are like oh you know you've heard about it in the indian culture um like that but there actually are a lot of reiki practitioners there really are Okay, so it sounds like it, uh, you said it came from the West, so maybe uh, some of the foreign countries practice it more than the United yes. States. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything They've else? Been One thing I did want to add, um, a lot of people look at Reiki um, or any metaphysical thing as, um, does it heal? And I wanted people to know, mm -mm. it's just, like I said, an assistant to aid in relaxation to help, you know, with what a healthcare professional or someone wants to, you know, try to help the patient with. Okay. Thanks for pointing it out because I do believe that sometimes people feel like they don't want to use a, a treatment approach or a therapeutic approach to something that's physical mm-hmm. and instead they want to use an alternative healing practice and i am mm-hmm. a firm believer that yes there are alternatives uh, for certain conditions but not Correct. for every condition and so Correct. therefore it would be my, it would be useful if a person were to use this type of practice to supplement other therapeutic remedies for say for even anxiety because i'm a therapist and i believe that anxiety is something that you can manage and so therefore you can talk to your therapist and do talk therapy and then maybe perhaps this is another practice that you can do in addition to that i, I completely agree 
everything. I believe all of it balances out to help that one person, you know, and you, it just depends on, you know, who you can work with, you know, because um, I respect all the counselors. I respect, you know, all the counselors that I've met and what, you know, I'm not going to say I'm going to do this. And then it depends on that person. If that person feels that this can help only, then okay. But I would never negate, you know, what other counselors do because I'm like, well, hey, I'm not gonna pretend to be a psychotherapist or a, a psychiatrist or something. No, no, that's not my lane. Mm-mm. But I can point you to someone in the right direction and maybe even assist in some things if you know they would feel that it would help. And whatever it is they're trying to, what the cause is. Well, thank you very much for talking with me today. Melvina, can you tell the audience how they can follow you? Yeah, I am on Facebook. I'm all the social medias. Is, <laughs> I'm trying to work on that. I'm all the social medias. Facebook, I am Reverend Melvina Ford. That's R-E-V-M-E-L-V-I-N-I-A. Last name Ford, like the car. Um, on uh, Instagram, I believe I am Rebirth Dimension LinkedIn. I believe I am under my name. It might be Reverend Melvina Ford there as well. Well, thank you very much for sharing this practice with us today. And that is all. Thanks. The Empowering Connections podcast is not intended to replace the need for a professional counseling relationship. This podcast does not constitute professional advice or counseling services. As always, if you need mental health services, please seek a qualified mental health provider. You can find County Aikens on the websites Psychology Today and Therapy for Black Girls. If you have an iTunes or Spotify account, please subscribe, share, and continue to listen. Feel free to check out Connie Aiken's website at www.empoweringserenity.net and follow Connie on Instagram at Empowering Serenity. You may not edit, modify, or redistribute this podcast. We appreciate you listening to the Empowering Connections podcast and providing feedback. Stay positive.